following program may contain coarse language, suggested dialogue, and discussion of violent imagery and sexual situations. It is intended for mature listeners who can tell the difference between facts and opinions. Welcome to the Tsunami Faithful Podcast, sponsored by AkaiCon, August 26th through 28th at the Sheraton City Music Hotel in Nashville, Tennessee. Go to AkaiCon.com now for more information and find out how you can get tickets. The Tsunami Faithful Podcast starts now. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Toonami Faithful Podcast. I am your host, Sketch, and with me I have... The founder of ToonamiFaithful.com, Paul Scroll, And... Mr. Toonami Faithful Podcast, Jim Nelson. And it's just us. Yay! We can have a threesome. <laughs> hey, wait, 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 wait. It is just my not the same. Oh, it is indeed Paul's birthday, the day that we are recording this, uh... And he can cry if he wants to. And you know what that means, Jim. It's time for the second annual Roast of Paul Pascrillo. Nah, Nah, I I don't feel like it. I would rape your soul. Like we're trying to explain to you, Paul, nobody gets roasted twice. Except except maybe William Shatner. (laughs) (laughs) Because there's enough, there's at least uh, all that, uh, what's the word, material for... Roasting. We already used Shatner. up all the good I, I material say, last year. I was gonna say there's enough life left in him for two, for another roast. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Well, the primary topic of this episode is to uh, real quick get in our predictions for what Toonami might announce at their Anime Expo panel, of which there are supposed to be big announcements and small announcements. Oh wait, wait, wait! Speaking of announcements. If, if you notice in the beginning of this podcast, hopefully, mm-hmm. um, there is we're being sponsored by a KaiCon again. So this time we decided to take a much more, uh, shall we say, sensible uh, approach to this. Instead of doing the um, the presidential election cycle where we would bombard you with it for who knows how long. <laughs> True. So yes, we are letting you guys know a couple months in advance uh, in Tennessee because Tennessee is great and it has they have wonderful drivers. I would know because you know people and drivers in Tennessee were really really nice when I was driving through there twice. So anyways, <laughs> take an Uber in Tennessee. Got it. Yep. Exactly. But before we get into that, so there was a regular week of tsunami and much to discuss including the fourth episode of Gundam Iron-Blooded Orphans. So here is our recap. Gundam, Iron-Blooded Orphans, Episode 4, The Price of Life. Tekken planned their route to smuggle Cadelia to Earth without alerting Gallarhorn forces. Per Toto's suggestion, they enlist the help of Orcus, who will be taking 45% of their total payment to guide them to Earth safely. What? So a coyote, in other words. <laughs> Akihiro and the other human debris, as they call them, are granted their freedom with the promise that Orga would protect them if they decided to stay with Tekadin. 
they do. So Akihiro, Dexter, and some of the others go to the spaceport to get a CGCS, a CGS. Why do I always have trouble saying CGS? What, whatever it is, uh, <laughs> Chrysler <laughs> something. <laughs> Chrysler Golden Shower, whatever. Yeah. The CGS ship. Uh, they need to get their CGS ship re-registered to Tekaden, otherwise it's illegal to use. Specialist Major McGillis Farid and Special Major Galio Bodin or Boduin have words with Major Coral Conrad about the company that has not returned. Coral attempts to pass it off as riot prevention, but McGillis isn't buying it. While deciding whether or not they can take Barbatos up with them into space, Yukinojo mentions that the machine is several hundred years old, a relic from the Calamity War. Orga pleads with the old man to make it happen, and he says he'll try his best. Kudelia is now devastated that so many of the Boyds have lost their lives because of her. Mikazuki takes her to the farm run by Biscuit's grandmother and explains to her the economical situation on Mars and thanks her for offering them work. Because if she hadn't, none of them would have been able to survive. Meanwhile, McGillis and Galio arrive on Mars to investigate the recent battles. A car nearly hits Cookie and Cracker, and Mikizuki rushes over to choke the man responsible. It turns out to be a misunderstanding, because the driver actually swerved to avoid hitting them. The driver and the passenger are none other than Galio and McGillis. Galio attempts to strike Mikizuki, but Mika dodges him easily. McGillis recognizes that Mika has the Alaya Vignana system, which grosses out Galeo. McGillis offers Cookie and Cracker a bag of candy and his apologies and drops the name of Gallerhorn when doing so. Before they leave, McGillis asks Biscuit about the recent battles. Biscuit says he heard a lot of gunfire about three days ago, but it was probably just the local paramilitary organization training. Back in the car, McGillis informs Galio, the paramilitary organization going by CGS, has recently changed name and ownership to Tekaden. He wonders if it was only the name that they wanted to erase. When Mika returns to the base, the Tekaden boys have gathered around to admire the company's symbol. Orga looks to Mika and says, It's ours now, so we have to protect it. Meanwhile, Toto finishes a phone call. Pleased with himself, he mutters, Adults are terrifying, kids, and once I'm done, you'll never forget it. I don't like that Toto guy. <laughs> <clears throat> well, you never trust an idiot. Yeah. I hate that he, like, is, he plays like a goody two-shoes whenever he thinks he's in trouble, but then he I, just is a sneaky, conniving son of a gun in the back. I, I, I just <laughs> don't see them, like, believing completely believing that he's going to be trusted so no i mean uh <laughs> pretty much the Eugene only way already toto says he shouldn't be trusted which is interesting the only way only way toto could be complete at this point is if he just utters the line hurry boys it's waiting there for you huh huh, huh? no wah, wah. you guys are no fun Darrell <laughs> gets, <the> <laughs> gets the joke uh whatever yeah. not... it's from a toto song uh oh oh africa yes. <laughs> todo uh not toto <laughs> well he certainly isn't in kansas <laughs> indeed <God. laughs> 
Jim, it took you a second, you, didn't it? We need to give you some alcohol to get you get you going, don't we? All That's right. the problem. I'm already on it. <laughs> <laughs> okay then. Um, Mika decided to take Cordelia to a farm and was like, "Cordelia, I give you corn." <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's really weird because like. It's like a barren wasteland, and then all of a sudden you come on this beautiful cornfield. You're like, wait, what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're maintaining it. But it, but it's, it's just weird because it's like, wait a minute. So this whole land is pretty much like shit, but randomly there's a cornfield over here. Some people are just better at tilling the soil than others. Hmm. I guess. I think, I think it was mentioned in, uh, I want to say, oh, gosh, what was that movie? Uh, man, I can't even remember the one flew over the cuckoo's nest. No, no, it's a space oh. movie that came out last year, or maybe the year be- the year before. Um, uh... darn it! <laughs> I just saw it mentioned in my timeline recently. Uh, Interstellar. That's it. Ah, uh, I believe ah. in Interstellar. They mentioned something about corn being really easy to uh to grow, like it's a really strong crop. That can handle harsh, harsh, uh, yeah. harsh conditions. I think they mentioned that. I, I don't know if that's scientifically accurate, but or agriculturally accurate. If it was in a movie, probably. Speaking of agriculture, people should check out No Reen. It's a Funimation dub that is hilarious, and it's about people going to school. But it's agriculture school, so it's different this time, isn't it, Steve? It isn't different, is it, Steve? An, a- an agricultural version of Silver Spoon. Mm, yeah, yeah, maybe. Oh, any uh, other thoughts on this episode? I mean, nothing Nothing special came out of it. There wasn't any action, so it's kind of a little, eh. But I do find it interesting because it seems like I don't know. It seems like Gallahorn isn't the bad guy. I'm getting the gist kind of a little bit because hmm. it seems like they have this like checks and balances thing. So the two guys that are driving around in the vehicle trying to figure out, you know, the bad things that uh, the guy's up to. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. I, I apologize, but Conrad. The is that is that the colonel that's on the that they're they're investigating? Yeah, is it colonel? Uh, no, he's a major. Major? Okay. Well, the ma- they're, they're trying to figure out what the what the major's doing. And it's just interesting because, you know, it just makes you think that maybe, just maybe there's not like, oh, I don't know, anything bad going on here. Hmm, maybe. I mean, I, mean, I honestly think, and I haven't seen the series, but it would be interesting to see if these guys actually team up with them and get, get uh the princess to uh earth somehow that would be interesting i don't know if that's going to happen but i I think that would be an interesting angle and but i I think it you know it it just doesn't seem to me like it just seems like that the major is just doing something on his own with her father obviously which i still don't understand why her father pretty much wants her dead doesn't make any sense to me but okay Hmm. i mean if i get it right she's she went out on her own and tried to make some kind of like pact, right? With uh, the countries of Earth or the territories of Earth. Um, so 
maybe that pissed him off, I guess. But it's just like, hmm, okay. I don't think I would be that pissed at my kid that I'm going to be like, you know what? I want you to capture her and probably kill her. But I, I am enjoying the series, so I... I no, no, I, I actually got the impression that they strong-armed her father into giving up Kudelia. They might have. But but here's the, here's the other thing, too. Like, there was a point in there where she's talking to somebody and in this episode, and it's, it makes it out like she's going to go off with this person to get to Earth so that the others don't get hurt, I'm guessing. So oh, no, that's be... that's her financial backer. Oh, that's her financial backer. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well. Mm-hmm. So that should be interesting. Yes. But that's all I got to say about the episode. Mm. Oh, yeah. So uh, this was a cool down episode. The show actually has a lot of these kinds of things where they, you know, they have a battle and then there's the aftermath and the politics and, you know, just kind of arranging their preparations for their next step because you know this is a complicated situation trying to get her back to earth so right yeah a lot of that happens and this is uh one of those episodes there's a little interesting uh world building going on here and it is some plot elements coming to light and (laughs) obviously mr Toto is uh, doing something shifty behind the scenes. I see him getting a bullet to the back of the head. <laughs> <laughs> well, he totally deserves it, right? <laughs> well, you, you you know they don't fuck around, so I don't I don't see him like living very very long in this uh, series. But we'll see. Maybe he'll be one of those little snakes that gets away. Yeah. And you know, before he choked the guy for. Uh... <laughs> really a uh, misunderstanding uh we did see some moments with uh, mikazuki you know one having personality and two you know being not cold so to speak he had that nice moment with atra he talks about the charm that she made for him and her mm. well he, it seems like there could be something there between him and the princess too but mm, you smell a love triangle <laughs> yeah <laughs> doggone I, I, little I, girls are like "Ooh, he's gonna take mikazuki away from you <laughs> shut up shut up <laughs> what do you know just little girls and cookie and cracker i will eat you well if the princess seems to be more interested than he is. I, I can. I, I'm starting to see. Oh, yeah. She. She had a thing for him, like right off the bat. Yeah. I was just like, so, Mikazuki, he's so amazing. And might I add? Might I add? Sheremy Lee plays her wonderfully. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't. I couldn't like like again. This is another time where I sit there and I go, "Yep, she's perfect for the role." Yes. Mikazuki, perfect for the role. Guy that plays—I don't remember who it is. Kyle McCarley. Yes. Um, Johnny Young Bosch. Perfect, perfect role for him. Can't I, I love this dub? I, I have to say that that's, you know, I have no problem with this dub. So, but anyways, yes. Yeah, so let's move on to the talkbacks. Yes. So, first talkback. Oh God. 
Derek. <laughs> Come on now, it's not that bad. Just read the first line. That's pretty bad. <laughs> I don't know. I think it was thoughtful. I guess. All right. <clears throat> On to the talkbacks. First one from Derek Sicknick. Oh, that gorgeous Gundam IBO ending theme. Classy and beautiful. Love it. It's nice. I like it. Rob Barracuda writes in, she might be nine years old, but she's still your fiance. In the words of Jontron, I have several questions. <laughs> I have several questions. Yeah, you know what? I forgot to talk about that part. I mean, let's not I... say we did. <laughs> <laughs> let, no, let, I... me, let me continue with the other talkbacks. Yeah. Austin Guest writes in, nine years old fiance. He's 20 plus. <gasps> Ah! <laughs> ah! about sums it up yeah that's about that's about right and Derek Sikonik with another a nine-year-old betrothed to an adult boy the future is freaking bright isn't it mechs and all <laughs> welcome to Japanese culture um yeah um all right, so arranged marriages, you know, that happens in culture, you know, whatever, but yes. but she, that's uh that's quite the age gap. See see Jim, this is where you do that um that thing that you do with the video. Ah, uh, yeah. This is where you stop and go, Rrr. "What did he just <laughs> say?" <laughs> yeah. Go, you might be wondering how I got into this situation. Well, <laughs> this is how it started. <laughs> He said he had a sister. I said I needed a fiance. One thing led to another. Some drunk antics, and now she's my fiance. Big brother. <laughs> why do I get the feeling we're gonna see this girl? You will. And why do I also get the feeling that she's uh, an evil genius like Mari Maya? <laughs> that would be intriguing. That would be intriguing. Well, well, we'll have to see what happens with that, because I'm gonna say, is that, oh, I'm, I'm hoping there's, I'm hoping there's at least like an age, like that's set, like. Oh know, yes, I'm, like, I'm sure. I'm, like, like, I'm it's sure like, oh, she gets to be old. at least thirteen before they get married. I would hope so. <laughs> you know, when he's like twenty-six. I've seen enough hentai to know where that'll go. <laughs> oh. Uh, <laughs> oh, an adult man with a nine-year-old fiance in that cute, but it's wrong. Yeah, so uh, that happened. <laughs> and lastly. Dragon Knight 505. Galio sounds like Tuxedo Mask. There's a good reason for that. He is also voiced by Robbie Damond. <laughs> All right. He's doing a good job. So that's it for uh, our Gundam talkback. Yep. That's it for the Gundam talkback. Kind of an uneventful episode, so, you know, it happens. <clears throat> and with that, we move on to the rest of of Toonami. Yes.
And the miscellaneous talkbacks. We have some DBZ Kai related ones. Ooh. Yes. Javison Craig writes in, Tomorrow, tomorrow, I'll beat you. Tomorrow, you're only a day in the hyperbolic time chamber away. <laughs> Very good, sir. Uh, by the way, made it, by the way, um, points to Trunks for that return of Superman mullet. <laughs> <laughs> what would you give it out of 10 there, Jim? Eh, give it a uh, not quite cutie toe out of, t- out of uh, 10. That's a, that was the thing. That was the one biggest missed opportunity of Sword Art Online. Kirito not keeping the return of Superman mullet. You know, it would have been apropos now that we know what we know about him. It, it's kind of <laughs> it, it, funny because there's some people online <laughs> comparing Trunks from DBZ Kai and Dragon Ball Z, obviously. Same yeah. thing. To what he looks like now in Super and everybody's like, uh, what happened to the muscles? Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, what, what, would you stop working out there, Trunks? What's going on? Trunks suffers from Benjamin Button syndrome. <laughs> and no, people, I have not been watching Super. Mm, I, I, I feel that like role. maybe is the alternate timeline thing rearing its ugly head again, because you know how Dragon Ball is with that just, stuff. But wouldn't he just disappear? Let's well, be honest here. Then again, they're not necessarily following uh, Back to the Future rules. Right, but we don't know. See, that's a thing too. We we've gotten details on it, but we haven't heard exactly if this is another version of Trunks. Like it's a multiverse, and right? It's, like uh, it's like this they is the multiverse, like that, you know? Right, but we don't know if this is the version of Trunks that you know came to the timeline for originally. This could mm-hmm. be a different Trunks from a different multiverse. Mm-hmm. I mean, I it makes sense. Think so because yeah, it it seems to be implied that this is the Trunks that grew up. From, okay. Yeah. Well, then, and then, then what's her name's there too? Uh, yeah. From, yeah. Uh, Mai. Who, from the Red Ribbon Army. So Mai got turned into a kid at some point before uh, Battle of Gods, and then now apparently in the future she's an adult again because she actually grew up. Hey, I wish some other anime characters would you know naturally grow up like I don't know Detective Conan. <laughs> How many years has that show been going? At least Detective Conan kind of has a uh, kind of has an excuse because uh, we don't. They didn't really say what the reverse aging potion exactly did to him. They just said it reverses age, but it didn't say anything about freezing him in that age for who knows how long. True. Not that I can remember anyway. Well, let's move on with the talkback, shall we? I don't know. That would be a question for Allison. She watches Detective Conan. <laughs> anyway, continue. Yeah, I don't think that's ever really explained. And I don't actually know if, say, any year has passed according to the story. But I would hope so. <laughs> Logically, you think so. But but then again, Ash Ketchum is still 10 years old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all the more reason that it's all a dream. Ah, yes. The popular dream theory. Mm. Makes sense. Well, Joshua Knighton writes in, Bulma's controller has worse range than your standard PS3 controller. Our genius <laughs> mom, everybody. Slopey. <laughs> Moving on. SJZ Weaver writes in, I don't recall last week's DBZ Kai having all this propane and propane accessories. 
So uh, hey. somebody uh, running the Toonami News account didn't get the memo that DBZ Kai's encore is Vamoose once again. Oh, it's gone again? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? Yep. It's gone. Uh, just replaced gonna, by just, King of the Hill. Really? Experiment some more with that uh, 830 time slot. Or either that or the experiment is over because it wasn't pulling ratings. Who knows? That's yeah, it. Those I don't are know. Recent. It seemed to be doing about as well as King of the Hill in that slot. Yeah. Given, uh, I mean, some weeks. So they basically pulled it and didn't tell anybody. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's exactly what they did. They also got rid of Aqua Teen Hunger Force, which was hemorrhaging the ratings. I mean, it was at 8.30, so whatever. But, you know, if, uh, if the ratings are considerably better this week for Toonami, well, you can thank that. <laughs> I guess so. There goes your ketchup. Use your DVR, kiddos. <laughs> well, at least Rick and Morty's still on there. Yeah. Now Rick and Morty's directly after Toonami, which is pretty great. <laughs> All the more reason to stay up even later. Exactly. I don't care if I have all these on my iTunes. I still want to watch it. <laughs> I mean, what? why not watch Rick and Morty after Parasite? That makes perfect sense to me. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> all kinds of body horror in Rick and Morty. Oh, God. <laughs> Especially the, with the episode with the Cronenbergs. Exactly. All right. Some regarding uh, Hunter Hunter's latest episode. Frank Fullmetal writes in, The gambling match in Hunter x Hunter was intense. The variety of competitions in the Hunter exam set Hunter x Hunter apart from other shonen. I agree. Yeah, but it also but it also feels like even all that more implausible. It's kind of like with the hero exam in One Punch Man. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, speaking of Hunter x Hunter, like, I've, I've been rather enjoying this series. Oh, it's a good show. Yeah, I'm just uh, and I'm going to say again, dear listeners, if I pick apart a show like this, it's because I like it. By the way, I like how, how Leario is just like, well, if he's if he's unconscious, then he's going to die because I'm going to drown. <laughs> if he's not, he'll, he'll, he'll wake up real quick. He lets it go. He's like, ah, don't do that. <laughs> like, exactly, motherfucker. <laughs> but he did lose 40. You know what? You know what I didn't understand, actually? Was that one part where she's like, "Wait, wait, wait! I changed my, I changed my uh, bet." Um, I didn't think you could change your bet. Not after you've placed it and they've yeah, exactly. They've rolled the dice, you know. So I'm just sitting there going, "Wait, so how is that allowed?" But okay, whatever. They break the rules. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I hope Leario in this next episode wins, so that way we can move on to the next round. Yeah, I don't even uh, remember what they bet on next. But I'm kind of, I don't know. Go ahead. <laughs> I don't. Well, I don't know what they're gonna bet on next because I, I have I have deemed that other guy uh, crazy clown man. Um, <laughs> like I, I, I just want I, I just oh, want I, I just want them to get like past him. Like I have a feeling that this is when like somewhere in this tower they end up having to fight him. But uh, he's okay. Yeah. yeah. But I, honestly, like. That one dude's like, he's so far already left the tower. Oh, did he? Yeah, he was the first one out. Oh, I thought he was. No, he was the first one to get to. No, he was the first one to finish. Really? Yeah. It didn't. It didn't seem like that he was the first one to finish, though. He was. 
Alrighty then. I guess I wasn't paying attention there. I thought he was like the the first one to get to the third like the the third round in there. But all right. I guess that's what you're right. I guess you're right then. It's the third exam. Third exam. All right. Whatever. <laughs> third exam. What's Continue next? Continue on. Uh, what's yeah. the next test? Navigate the MIT campus. Yes. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, yeah, that was a good fight between Hisoka and that one guy. I mean, granted, the, the one guy was terribly outmatched, but it was an entertaining fight. Well, heads did roll in that, that match. Mm, yep. <laughs> Another from SJZ Weaver. This Sausage Fest of a show would keep a female character in a virtual burka. Hashtag needs more fan service. Uh. And another from Joshua Knighton. Well, that's a good way to determine if anyone is alive or dead. Push them to the death. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love you, Joshua. If he falls, he's a witch. <laughs> if, if he falls and dies, he's not a witch. <laughs> exactly. And our last talk back, this one regarding Samurai Champloo. And Vero Blazer D writes in, is there some kind of running joke in Samurai Champloo with Fu getting crucified? Well, there's at least a running joke of her getting kidnapped. I don't know if that's a running joke so much as just a convenient plot point. If you're just going to crucify somebody, then at least make them ponder the riddle of steel first. Good point. <laughs> Conan, and nobody? like that, it's execution time. <laughs> crucify him and there was a music video wasn't there yeah there was a music video there was also the promo for hunter hunter which is i like that promo yeah it was i i like the change in music it was a little bit of a change yeah, it was, uh, it's a bit more upbeat yes i like that so I, I think it did a good job of actually uh giving a taste of the show itself i think maybe that was a better promo for the show than the promo for the show was uh, no, I, I actually liked. I, I really did like the the Hunter Hunter promo that they had. They were both fine. Yeah, they were both good. Right. And now we come to our topic sketch. We know you guys don't like speculation, but deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> we probably no. should have done the speculation last week, but since we didn't, well, there was a there was a lot of news last week. Uh, there was a lot of news last week, and we had a lot to talk about. And Oh, wait a minute. Wait and a also, actually, sorry to cut you off real quick, uh, Paul, but also I think it's a little bit more apropos considering that AX is, what, this weekend coming up? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, this will definitely be out before Friday at 730. <laughs> I would hope so. <laughs> Um, let me, let me look at something real quick before we go into our topic, because kind of, well, it is tsunami related, but not really because it's live action, but the live action Roni Kenshin trilogy was acquired by Funimation. Uh, and will yes. Be out yes. This fall. Yes. I am so happy about that. Like I, I couldn't, I've wanted to see like these, I wanted to see the first one. I, I don't know about the other two. But I wanted to see the first one. I have raved about this movie, the first movie anyway. I haven't seen the other two. But since I first saw it a couple of years ago at Otakon, um, that was what I did in place of seeing Yoko Kano because, well, I gave that honor to Jose. um, Or rather, that pleasure to Jose. Um, 
I saw that live action movie and it was fantastic. It wasn't quite shot for shot on um, Rurouni, uh, of the first couple volumes of Roroni Kenshin, but damn, was it fun. Um, it's about as it's about as good an anime to movie adaptation I have ever seen. Mm. And uh, I, <laughs> I love it to pieces. I was wondering when, oh, when will this get picked up? I was fearing that it never would. And now that it has, I cannot recommend this enough to people, especially people who like Ramoni Kenshin. This is what the first movie I can't like again. I cannot speak for the other two movies because i just do not know because i have not seen them but the first movie it is everything that an anime to or manga to live action adaptation should be mm. it's entertaining it's faithful to the story and the and the action is awesome that final those final fight scenes with sonosuke and um or is it sonosuke or sosuke i forget it's been a really long time sosuke, sosuke. sosuke. Yes, Sosuke. Um, those final, uh, that final battle with uh, Sosuke and also uh, with Kenshin in their respective fights is uh, was awesome. Especially the Sosuke fight was especially entertaining because there were a great many uh, funny moments in it, and also the fact that no, I think it was this Sinosuke. is where, yeah, this is where the um, Sano's the bad guy. Okay, yeah, but Sanosuke the. the I don't know. It's been so long. I just don't remember. But anyway, Plus um, you're drunk. no, actually, it isn't even that <laughs> buzz, <laughs> I didn't even have a solid buzz going. But anyway, um, where was I? Yes, the uh, this is what a manga to live action adaptation should be. And I am glad that I saw it. And I'm glad now that more. We'll get the chance to see it. And the fact that they're packaging all three movies together, from what I understand. Yeah. At least I hope they I hope yes. they are. They should be. Yes, because... they are. Um, they're, if you go to TsunamiFavor.com right now, I have the full schedule up uh, when they're being released. Uh, I think they're a month apart, if I remember correctly. Okay. Um, I want to say August is the first time. I'd have to look it up, but it, it's on TsunamiFavor.com right now. You can look it up. And it's going into theaters first, and then it'll be released onto blu-ray okay. dvd oh. okay and english uh, uh english subtitles by the way english subtitles yeah because uh well it's always awkward to hear a live action movie dubbed especially if you're like me and you like your old school uh hong kong action cinema like uh you know bruce lee movies and all that <laughs> right where you know it's <laughs> just go and watch any of uh bruce lee's movies that he did in hong kong that were uh, dubbed over at least in one instance it was dubbed over by one guy i will the entire cast was done by one person right. i would you want bad dubbing you want to bitch about dubs there's your shit dub <laughs> <laughs> well i say that with no hint of hyperbole but um <laughs> yes everybody if i don't even care if you've never seen Ramoni kenshin this is a nice little primer Yes. To um, Ramon and Kenshin, if you've never seen it or if you've been meaning to get into it but just never could, this, that, everything else. And, and I do want to say thank you to Funimation for doing that because a lot, a lot of people wanted to see this over here in the United States. So thank you, Funimation, for doing that. <laughs> yes, of course, I Media Blasters didn't have the bankroll to do it. <laughs> nope. No, they could, didn't. But I think that might lead to, a, that might lead to another uh, question. Um, 
who might pick up the Rurouni Kenshin license because uh, it's got to be uh, either vacant or having or has to have run out by uh, now. Mm, nope, nope. Uh, Anaplex has it. Yeah, oh, Anaplex say, has it. Yeah. Uh, then it, it just makes it even more uh, baffling to me that they haven't released the original the uh, original uh, series. Yeah, Anaplex doesn't really do legacy releases mm. <laughs> so much. So. Yeah. All right. Then so, again, uh, but then again, you know, that's a pretty valid excuse. Then they again, got they it have streaming still... everywhere, so there's that. Yeah. But at the same time, they also have no excuse as to why they haven't uh, re-released uh, Mushishi Season 2 on Blu-ray yet. So. Nope. nope. <laughs> All right, so let's get into the topic, obviously. And that is what is going to be announced at the Toonami panel at Anime Expo. First of all, uh, before we talk about that, we are working on trying to get somebody in the room. Uh, we probably will have somebody, and Elise will be able to report to you. Uh, we're still waiting to, waiting to hear if they're live streaming or not. Um, if they're not live streaming, we may try to do something. But it, if we do do it, it's going to be mainly for just the announcements because uh, we don't have camera equipment in the room. Uh, <laughs> so uh, look for that, possibly. But we're, we're going to wait and see what's going on with uh, Toonami. But either way, we will report the news as soon as we know it. So mm. uh, that's going to be around 10.30 Eastern time, 7.30 Pacific time. So mm. uh Make sure you're up because you're going to be the first ones to, to hear about this. Um, but I think the first thing we can get out of the way, gentlemen, is something's going to be said about Samurai Jack. Oh, yes. Sir. At this point, they kind of have to say something about Samurai Jack. And it because may be it, as it, vague it, as, out there. you know, they, they may be as vague as it's coming this fall. Uh, I don't think it'll be that. I think that what they may end up doing is I see them doing more of a... Uh, giving kind of like a small sneak free sneak peek of it, but also uh, giving us kind of like a concrete date. As we know, Toonami has set dates in the in the in the past, and they've changed them. So I wouldn't take yeah, whatever I, Samurai Jack is going to be there. But I wouldn't hmm. go with a, a concrete date. Seems kind of unlikely, but maybe. I mean, I I, I see them saying a date, but I don't see them like sticking to it necessarily them, yeah i don't i don't see them sticking to that necessarily because if we remember At that point why I even mention a date yeah that's true but um yeah I, I, gentlemen i think we can we, we might as well just say it one punch man here's hoping here's hoping i i i mean if one punch man is already done and it's dubbed and it's debuting at anime expo I, I got to go out on a limb and say that Toonami forked over – well, not Toonami, probably Turner – forked over the money to get One Punch Man English dub. So I don't know if that's the truth. I don't know if that's going to happen. We haven't heard anything because Viz is actually really good at hiding stuff. Yeah. Um, Nobody knew that this was actually happening until that was oh, put up. Until Anime Boston, yeah. And they just – and even then – they just kind of made an offhand comment when uh, CJ and I were at the Viz panel. They were like, yeah, it's like, yeah, One Punch Man is getting dubbed. So, so we'll probably see something like that. Uh, we'll probably hear something like that. Um, I'm assuming that 
and I know this is going to be way ahead of time, but I was talking to you guys ahead of, ahead of this, but I'm kind of thinking that this is going to be Toonami's big panel of the year. It could be. Um, it could be. I, I don't know if they will be doing another panel at some other point. Um, we have a thought of what other one they may do, but we're not too sure about that yet. Yeah. Uh, the real question is if they're going to do one at San Diego Comic-Con again, and maybe not. Probably not, honestly. I mean, if they're, doing this, if they're doing this in L.A. It probably made a lot more sense to do this at Anime Expo because they have the FLCL2 panel right. and Jason's going to be on the production IG panel. So, right. mm-hmm. so it, it's, it's pretty cool that we're going to be... I mean, I, I want to say that we may hear something about Fully Cooley because what the, the creator? Uh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, he's actually at the panel, yes. So we'll probably hear a little bit about it. I'm sure they won't give a lot away just because they have the FLCL panel. So uh-huh. yeah, I don't think that they would do that much. I mean, they could, but... They'll probably mostly plug the FLCL too. Right, right. Something like that. Um, they I might I'm show sure. concept art or something. Right. I'm sure we can assume that because Steve Bloom's going to be at Anime Expo, he'll probably on, be on the panel unless something's conflicting. Um... And I think we're going to get – what I was trying to say before was I, I also think that we're probably going to get – we may get some kind of announcement on what shows we could see coming up towards the end of the year and possibly even um, what – something for next year. I don't know if they would go that far, but if mm. this is the big panel of the year, we may hear something like that. I think they're finally going to you know, let the cat out of the bag and – tell us that they have the Boo Saga of DBZ Kai. Yeah, you know, I was thinking that too. Because we are coming up on that point. I mean, I don't, you know, I was talking with um, SZ Universe, what's his name? Sam, right? Sam. Yeah, Sam, Sam Clutter. Okay, I, I didn't want to say that wrong. And, you know, we were kind of going back and forth about how, you know, the voice actors had said that they had done it. But if I remember correctly, that was all kind of retracted. And Funimation was like, no, 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 we don't have it. And that was the last that we heard of it. But that was, I mean, granted, a year ago. No, uh, at some point recently, okay, uh, um, Sean Schemmel said at a panel somewhere in Europe, I believe, that okay. he said that the Boo Saga has been dubbed. It just finished getting dubbed. Hmm. Okay, so... Well, that that'll those will be actually brand new episodes for DBZ Kai, technically. Yeah, it's kind of a stretch to call them brand new. But well, I mean, I mean, uh, let's look. Let's I know the... what you mean, but come on, nothing Dragon Ball Z is new. True, <laughs> that, that is true. No, 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 that is true. But as we know, Dragon Ball people will flock to that. Oh, absolutely. I'm sure um, these episodes that Toonami has been airing have you know they aired on multiple networks, but if they get the Boo Saga. That will be fresh to Tudami. Right. So hopefully we'll hear something about that too. Um, I'd like to, I, I'm kind of hoping that we'll hear, you, you know, it may, I, I was thinking this in the back of my mind. Um, I don't know if they would do it this soon, but I could see something maybe next year, uh, maybe doing another, um, Immersion event. Oh, doggone it. I was going to say that. <laughs> you bum. Sorry. I think that we'll get 
maybe uh, like a well in advance announcement that they're doing another tie. Right. You know, kind of like how they announced Intruder 2. Do you think it's going to be something something like Intruder 2, or do you think it's going to be smaller? It's probably. I think it'll be, be smaller. smaller. Smaller in scale, because so much of Intruder 2 uh, was reliant on the past history yeah, right. of Tsunami. No, and, this will uh, probably be more of a standalone story. I right. Yeah. It might be, uh, you know, how Sarah gets her groove back or something, or yeah. maybe we get a ship again. That would be nice. Yeah. yeah, maybe there is a. Maybe they are able to. Uh, maybe they have uh, a problem like in Star Trek Three, where you know the planet's falling apart. Ooh. And they have to get a ship. Mm, that would be interesting. That would be interesting. Because uh, or, we or, re- or Tom just gets pissed off and is like, "Fuck, I need to get off this planet." <laughs> yeah. The signal, yeah, something like that. Because if you remember, um, back when we did our first, um, when we did our first year's coverage of the first time we did coverage at Momocon, uh, Jason made a passing mention of how they try and reboot or refresh uh, Toonami every year. Right. And this is one of those. uh, And uh, if the schedule holds, then around. what is it around uh, maybe Christmas time or Thanksgiving this year, then well, they would very likely be um, due for that reset. Right. And that leads me to what I was, I just came up with. Mm-hmm. We're coming up on five years. I mean, five years of Toonami's return. Yeah. Five years. I mean, why don't we get a new tone? Uh, uh, I don't know. I mean, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, they've gone with what this Tom for for four years now, almost. We're coming uh, up on four years starting next year. So, I mean, I could see them going in another, getting another Tom in here. I mean, it would make sense. It's been about a year and a half since they be- debuted Tom Five, I think. No, 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 no. No. No, they no, they, they debuted they, Tom Five in 2013. 13, yeah, so oh, it's okay. Been, so I'm so it's, it's been three up. years almost. Right, yeah. it's coming up on four. So I mean, we're, I mean, we're, I think it would be a good time to 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 put a new Tom in. Um, exosuit Tom. I, I'm just hoping. <laughs> exosuit Tom. I just love that one picture. That that one picture of Tom that they didn't use. I'm just like. Give me that Tom. <laughs> Just give him to me. Already, and the thing is, already this Tom has looked uh, looked pretty weathered from the start. Right. Because um, that, w- that was kind of the thing. You know, it's kind of like how Master Chief showed up in Halo 3. Um, <laughs> the thing about it is that, um, you know, if you it depends on what kind of look they want for this new Tom. If we do get that somewhere down the line. Do is. You- do we do we think that there might be something like some show that people wanted that we're going to get announced ahead of time? Um, I mean, the only show I can see getting announced is One Punch Man and Ben Diskin. I don't know if he was watching the series or what, but months and months ago, he was kind of dropping somewhat cryptic hints about uh he was making jokes, uh, you know, and uh, One Punch Man puns and stuff like that. If I was to extrapolate, uh, call, call it what you want, whether it's extrapolating or 
reading between the lines or just plain reaching, uh, I would say that there was a pretty good, there's a chance that Ben Diskin might be uh, Saitama in One Punch Man. A lot of people are thinking that. And also, I sure he's, hope there, so. he's there for the Sword Art Online panel. So, mm-hmm. I mean, makes sense. Um, I would say uh, makes a statement, you know, he goes in there and, you know, uh, invades the panel. Right. I mean, I I see us besides Toonami, besides shows that could possibly be on on Toonami. And I kind of want to talk about this, too, as well, about Anime Expo. I I kind of see Sentai and possibly Aniplex announcing some more shows being dubbed. Uh, Hopefully some ones out there. Uh Food Wars has been has been floating around the tsunami kind of possibility shows, but I it's far from a traditional action show, right? So I mean, I, I don't know. Like, see that for me, it's kind of a toss up. It's if it's a popular show and people want it, I kind of do want it on the block. But if it violates the rules, then it's not really going to be. It really shouldn't be on the block, and you shouldn't change. You shouldn't. I would bend be the rules. super amused to see Food right. Wars on Toonami, but it's it's a it's a square peg in a round hole. Right, it's a stretch. <laughs> so, um, I, I think we'll we'll get One Punch Man. Like I said, I I honestly think that, and I and I've said this a couple podcasts ago, um, I think that it would be a perfect idea to have One Punch Man debut, um, after Shampoo ends in a couple weeks. And then after that's over with, now you got Samurai Jack. And then we can roll that into December and have, you know, a marathon of it in September or December, December, not September. So, I mean, I, I think that that works. I think it, it will be, it may, I don't know. I, I haven't really looked into it to see if it will work out that way, but I think that would be a it good idea. It can work. So, um, believe me, I, I, overanalyze the potential of schedules far too much it works i'm kind (laughs) of i'm kind of thinking that if they don't do one punch man um which i think it i think it's going to happen because we it's it's really funny because they say viz kind of follows this little weird thing where it says where it's like okay yes we have the english dub okay where is it playing Oh, we can't say, say say anything about that yet. Yeah, I that happened with Hunter Hunter, and I'm kind of hoping that same little yeah, formula. but that happened with Sailor Moon. That's yeah, Viz plays hard to get like that. So I mean, Viz, Viz any, just doesn't any guesses say we have until they they decide to say something. Right, any guesses we have are just that guesses. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and and uh, honestly, like I, I do think that that's going to be. I, I think that's going to be what's going to be announced. Whether or not it's going to play. Uh, where Champloo is, I don't know. Hopefully, nah, I think it, so. It's a pretty yeah. big deal. So, also, I mean, okay, okay, I'm gonna say it. It needs to be the first show on the block so that we get the full opening every week. It needs to be the first show on the block. Well, it's not gonna happen, but it should be because no, 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 no. In in the theory that you have the Samurai Jack thing. Now think about this: if it does run and then Samurai Jack replaces right after it. Wouldn't it make sense if they put One Punch Man as the first show now and then Samurai Jack takes over that slot and then they don't have to shuffle things again? Just putting that I mean, out there. I mean, they could. I don't know. I mean, 
there's a lot of things that could happen. I mean, they're trying out this whole 1130 thing, which has just seemed to move up the ratings instead of increasing them. So we'll see. I don't know what's going to happen, honestly. Yeah, um, it's, it's really hard to say. So, so here's the minimum that we expect them to announce. They're going to announce what replaces Champloo, whatever it is. Right. Because they haven't done that yet, and it's not that far away. So it only makes sense that they would do that. It would not make any sense for them not to announce anything replacing Champloo at this panel. Right. It just wouldn't. But then again, if they you know, have contract issues i suppose that could be a problem right but hopefully that is not going to happen <laughs> but i do think so, they may announce more than one show at this right. panel you know it kind of depends on their plans for the rest of the year uh at minimum parasite ends in october so that could end up being another rerun or they might add in another premiere i mean, especially if they're gonna keep their current time and they're not going to shift it back so it ends at 3 30 the last show well, on the block could be a premiere again or they could right. shuffle or whatever well you know though like we talked about and well at least i talked about it last week i think um I, we we i could see them i don't see them like putting a show unless it's going to unless it's some show that that's played and they're going to repeat it like parasite i don't see them doing that I see them moving one piece back, moving uh, ship it in back again, and then putting, you know, an older yet new show on at one thirty. You know what I mean? So I see that happening more than anything else. So yes, we could see something like that. Hopefully, it's uh, maybe Psychopaths. Um, and there's a whole Tokyo bunch Ghoul. of potential shows from Sentai. Yeah. And uh, well, Parasite will be leaving. Would it be nice yeah. if it was a Sentai show? Could be, could be, the one show that some people are like, no, I don't want it on the blog. But yeah. I've never seen it, so I don't know. Asterisk Wars, that could happen. I don't know. I mean, we'll we'll see. I mean, we'll we'll see what happens. I don't know. Honestly, I'm I'm excited to see what's gonna what Toonami's going to announce. I I wish I was there. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, when things happen at the last minute, folks, I. We're all human. We can't just pick up and be like, well, you know what, Mr. Boss, sorry, I have to go to the panel on Friday. And if you have to fire me, fuck you. No, that's not how it works. That's not how it works in the real world, kids. No, no, no. At the right right age of 32, I don't do that. So, um, (sighs) Not if you have to keep a job and get another job if you get fired. (laughs) I mean, and one thing I, I do... I'm starting to think that we're not going to see the rumors are probably true. I hate to put this out there, but I think the rumors are true that we're not going to see anything about attack on Titan until next year. Yeah. I don't think we'll see anything about attack on Titan until next year. So maybe the rumors were true. I don't, I don't know. I, I'm just going by how I'm feeling about it. I mean, there, there hasn't really been anything. Nothing. Yeah, if they were, let's put it this way. If they were really bringing Attack on Titan out this year, then considering how successful Attack on Titan was, not just here in the U.S., but also worldwide, not just in Japan, but also worldwide. Somebody would have said something by now. You'd think, yeah, exactly. You'd think they would have been um, 
they would have been hyping the ever loving shit out of it. We know oh, about yeah. shows no matter that are what season start coming out. in the winter season of next year. Yeah. Exactly. Winter season is starts in January. Yeah. Exactly. And we also know so, about shows that are coming in the fall. So the fact that they haven't said anything about it starting in the fall, I'm thinking next spring. And and do do take at the earliest. Yeah. Yeah. And, and do take in consideration too, you know. Tsunami is coming up. I mean, we're we're in the middle, we're about to end June. We're coming in July. Figure they're gonna get one more big show. Obviously, Samurai Jack has already set in, so we can count that too. But that was set earlier on with its own budget. You know, just keep in mind that don't expect Tsunami to be like bringing extraordinary uh, shows in here other than one punch man at the moment. Now we could have another dimension W kind of thing where we just have a random, you know, broadcast dub, but we'll see. But you know, I don't, I don't see them bringing anything bigger because if they do get one punch man, it's going to be that and samurai Jack. And I think that's going to end the year for big shows. And then if they do have boo saga, that's going to start off next year. Um, Mm -hmm. and then we, then we have, um, and I'm still sad. I'm sad that it's only 10 episodes, Samurai Jack, by the way. Um, we could uh, get into that's we could, all we could get, you know? Yeah. I mean, we could go into a whole spiel about that, but I'm just interested to see what they're going to have next year because fully Cooly, I mean, is no, that's this not going to launch until at least the tail yeah, end of 2017. Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of going to be interesting to see. Um, it's kind of scratching my head on you know, what wait, shows wait, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. I forgot about this. Let me, let me back this up for a minute. Oh, brother, here comes Cannon Busters again. Yes, there we go. <laughs> Stop reading my mind sketch. Well, they uh, are going to show that pilot at Anime Expo. Exactly. Well, it's about so, dang time. So, I mean, there's a possibility. We may, that, I don't, let me first say this. And I, and I think I've said this before, but I will say it now. If they do, if they are going to get Cannon Busters, it will not play till next year. Okay? That's not going to happen till next year sometime. At the earliest. Okay. No matter no matter <laughs> where it goes, it's not happening till next year. Okay? Um, so, if they do announce it, awesome. If they don't, we'll see. I, I have a feeling that because of his involvement with a lot of Adult Swim shows. I see LaShawn trying to get in there and, and have Adult Swim to pick this up. And I can't see why they would. It's a perfect show to put on Tsunami. It's 15 and up. Hello? <laughs> so, I mean, that would be interesting. Um, I was kind of hoping that maybe SWAT Cats would have a panel there, too. That's not going to be on Tsunami, obviously. But, you know, it would be nice to to hear something about that. Um, I would as much as, and this will kind of be the last thing that I, I say really, but, um, well, two things, first of all, I I'm hoping that they also got some more stuff when they went over to Japan. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see if they've pulled some more shows or for the future. Come um, on, Lupin. I mean, <laughs> we'll, we'll see what happens. That'd be but nice. then, um, I mean, if Samurai Jack turns out to be the way that it, that it should be, I would like Toonami somehow to do another original show. And this would be more along the lines of not an IGPX, 
um, but more like a something something that would fit Adult Swim, something that would be like an Adult Swim production, but it would be something that makes sense. I don't know what that is right now. And obviously if there was something like that and they were to announce something like that, it would be something that wouldn't happen for at least a year. But I think that it would be interesting to have Toonami, you know, have its own show again. Yeah. I mean, I mean, look, we don't know how long Toonami is going to last. Obviously, we're, we're guessing we, we know at least through 2017 all the way possibly early 2018 at this point. Why not go balls to the wall and get whatever you fucking can right now? You know? I don't know. I mean, we, we could see another show from Production IG and maybe Jason's... Maybe we get something from that at Toonami, you know? Because they are there. It could be another show, too. I don't know. All I'm saying is, is you know, we see how Voltron did. Okay? Voltron... And again, I hate Netflix for this, but they don't release their numbers. From what I've gained, from what I've seen across the internet, it's gotten wonderful reviews. It's gotten a lot of people buzzing about this show. It's definitely going to get another season. Um, I'm surprised they haven't announced it yet. If they didn't, maybe I missed something. But, um, you know, this is the time. I mean, if you can pick up off of what Voltron did and make it more of an adult action American cartoon, this is the time to do it. And you see how Voltron was received. You might as well try. You know what I mean? It's balls to the wall right now. You do what you got to do. So. As long as somebody's willing to foot the bill. <laughs> <laughs> so, but that that's all I really wanted to say. I don't, I don't want us to go too far. Over oh, that's now. all? <laughs> yeah, that's all. <laughs> mm. Hey, it's my birthday. Give me, give me some space. Oh. Yes, he needs time to drink. I see. How it I is. already did drink once. I have more upstairs. <laughs> you got more. Yeah. I was gonna say you need some more. So yeah, I think the nice, man, the nice man says you need a little more. You need to drink a little more. Yes. So. I think we'll probably get more than one show announcements. Uh, possibly three if they mention uh, Boo Saga for DBZ Kai. Though that's not technically a new show. <laughs> but. Well, it is an announcement for sure. Yeah. So, hopefully we'll we'll see, we'll see what happens, and I'm I'm very excited for Toonami's future as usual. Yeah. Hopefully, and you know what, get some shows that we haven't, you know, that we're not talking about. That's that's really what I want. I want surprise you know, me. Yeah, exactly. Surprise, like another Mijiko and Hunchin type surprise. Oh, by the way, people out there, stop bitching about Hunter Hunter Marathon. That's kind of stupid. Actually, I want to tell this you that turned into, It's turned into a, um, you know, it's kind of turned into a uh, refrain. It's like, oh, marathons. Well, what else do you want them to do? I just ignore it on Facebook. <laughs> Probably best. Go on, Sketch. What were you going to say? I think it's interesting. One, this is the first Viz Media anime that's getting a marathon. Yes. Two, it's the first seven episodes. It's not the most recent seven. And now the Attack on Titan Marathon and the Parasite Marathon were the two best-rated marathons that Toonami has had. What do they have in common? They both started from episode one. Mm. So 
I think this could be very beneficial. Yes. I mean, it might not interest anybody, but I think there'll be at least a decent amount of people who haven't checked out the show before that'll tune in to Family Guy that night and then find this new show and go, oh, this seems interesting enough. And, and you know, on. here's here's the thing. They're probably going to have a, the show announcement that night, too. So Wouldn't they're gonna be too surprising. And, you know, here's another thing. It's Hunter Hunter. It's a good show. Why not watch the first seven episodes if you haven't seen it? It is a good show. And by the way, when I say bitching, there's there's not a lot of people bitching. It's just the loud ones have to have their fill, you know, as usual. Uh, Hunter Hunter Marathon. Yeah, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Seriously. Look, uh, that's marathons like, aren't going away. Get used to and, it. And, and you know, I, I am going to say this. I am going to I am going to write an article here in the next month talking about why I think Toonami should have one movie a month. Um, I don't want people to take that as we're a getting movie a movie a month. That's seems... not no, not a movie a month. I'm sorry. A movie, not a movie a, a month, year. A movie, one, one movie a year. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm not only am I is this my birthday, but I'm kind of out of it. So, um, uh huh. But yeah, one movie a year. I, I think it would be an interesting thing to talk about, an interesting conversation to start striking up again. Uh, considering, well, you can tap into some other movies now. Um, so you know, look for that coming up. But you know, the yeah, I, I don't. As much as I would love to hear them announce a movie, I don't think that's going to happen, but you never know. Eh, could happen. <laughs> we could get a DBZ. We could get one of the, the big DBZ movies. <laughs> mm-hmm. So. Possibly. Um, all right. So that's it. We've uh, strip-mined this topic. Yes. We yes. Have. Most of all, we expect to be surprised in some capacity. Right. Like, we can't guess them all. No, also, no, we're going to look like huge tools if they don't get One Punch Man. <laughs> well, and then I, I, we will blame like Hulu. For- <laughs> we're treating it like a foregone conclusion almost, which yes, that's always dangerous. Just might align. <laughs> I, I, I so. you know, I, I think that this is one of the ones that. I do I mean, think obviously this- people want it. It's popular. It's going to do well. And clearly, at least. Jason likes it because he's mentioned it enough times. <laughs> right. So, all good signs. All it really comes down to is, can they afford it? Exactly. Because I don't see Hulu giving that one up without a fight. They may not want every anime, but they want some of them. And One Punch Man mm-hmm. is definitely one I'm I'm sure that they want to hold on to because. We will see. It we did very well for them. <laughs> so. So I All feel right. like, and this is well past due, it, since three of the regular members of the podcast are here, it'd be nice to finally get around to reading these emails from the 200th episode. So, Jim, would you do the honors? Of reading the 200th episode emails. Okay. From Arthur Mesa. My favorite episode of podcast is when you had Michelle rough on the show and Darrell started the crane jokes. I nearly died from laughing. 
I'm looking forward to what is in store for the next hundred episodes of podcast, and I will keep listening. He's gonna kill you. <laughs> he can try. Stay gold, bang from Arthur Mesa. Thank you, Arthur, and uh, be sure to uh, check that grammar next time. Ooh. <laughs> Cave speak here. <laughs> I was trying to imitate Arthur. I think I made him sound a little bit more, uh, shall we say, mentally challenged than uh, <laughs> he sometimes comes across as. <laughs> For those of you who have heard Arthur on the podcast before, yeah, he can be a little derpy. Love you, Arthur. So from Malik Levy. And he's got a War and Peace uh, email for us. <laughs> Hello, long-time listener here. Well, not that long, as I came in relatively late when it came to listening to the podcast around episode 150. Even though it took me a while, I'm glad I did, as it ne never ceases to be hilarious and informative ride that I gladly listen to on my daily commutes to work at, at my job center. Since then, I've been dil diligently tuning into every episode and been glad to be a small part of this wild ride. Congrats, all of you, on the Toonami Faithful Podcast crew for making it 200 episodes. Now, getting down to brass tacks, my favorite episode off the top of my head has got to be episode 170, Toonami, eh? For having an informative view of how anime and even Western cartoons like Rick and Morty are treated and broadcasted up north in Canada. As someone who's interested in taking a trip to Canada one day, this episode was very informative and knowledgeable. And it makes me sad for the Canadian fans who can't legally watch these shows because of region-slash-geo-blocking, or lack of interest from broadcasters, especially as some of these shows are recorded or even animated in Canada. I do hope that things get better for them on that behalf, as no one should miss out on awesome shows like Gundam, Iron-Blooded Orphans, and Rick and Morty. I hear it's uh, punishable by death in many counties in the country in this country to not uh, show Rick and Morty. Well, they're playing it in Canada now, so... Good, they are now? Okay. Them. Yeah. Good, good. Otherwise, I would have to uh, get my giant orbital buzzsaw of death and cut Canada from off the top of us for such horrible things. And my favorite interview, without a doubt, has got to be the Ben Diskin one. Talk about knocking it right out of the park. That man was hilarious, as clearly evidenced by the title of the episode, Ben Diskin Slays Us. It was very great to know that he's not just well-versed in his roles, but he's also one of us. A fellow being its fellow Toonami faithful, getting into ADR and anime voice work due to his love of anime, and being a major Digimon fan. While I was already a fan of his, that interview made me love the guy even more. Google gobble, Google gobble, one of us, one of us. Another favorite of mine is the Alex Von David interview, which one, as I <laughs> love knowing the ins and outs of ADR recording, directing, script adaptation, every technical detail, the whole thing. I also loved his phenomenal work on anime like Madoka Magica, yes, Kill a Kill, Redline, and even Sword Art Online, just to name a few. He has easily become one of my new favorite ADR directors. Keep up the good work, Alex. My question would be, what is your favorite Tsunami opening and or ending? Whether it's ones that were done before the show started, usually replaced the original Japanese opening, or the one the distributor gave to Tsunami to use, like Space Dandy, Big O, Roroni Kenshin, or even an Americanized opening like Hamtaro or Zatch Bell. Thanks for all the love you put into this podcast, guys. Happy 200th episode, and here's to 200 more. Later, Malik Levy, a.k.a. Levy Anime. Huh. Favorite wow. Toonami opening and or ending. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, originally I misunderstood the uh, question because I was like, okay, my favorite Toonami opening bumper or oh, for the show oh, for each individual show. Uh... Yeah, he, he does say whether it's the one before the show started as in. Yeah. That yeah, usually so I'm going to take Japanese opening. Yeah. 
yeah, I'm gonna take that as a I'm gonna take that as my favorite uh, anime opening from show of shows that aired on Toonami. And in many cases, we didn't even get openings, which makes this episode makes this question a little difficult. Um, I think he mostly means the custom intro. Yeah, the custom intro or whatever the. Like the ta- is he talking provided. about show intros, or is he talking about like? He's talking about the bumpers, or the hey. openings. <laughs> like, like Viz made an opening for Naruto, for Toonami. <laughs> you know the rise, Suyosa. Yeah, that thing. Yeah, uh, not really a. Uh, you know where I not a fan. So. <laughs> nobody would be not a, fan a fan of that. I know yeah. the Zashbell oh, one. Nobody, hit, nobody would be a fan of Naruto at all because, well, <laughs> it's just how Naruto is. Uh, nobody should be a fan of Naruto. I guess the Space Dandy custom intro was all right. It wasn't really a custom intro because it did use a section of a track from the uh, show, but yeah, from the uh, OST. But um, I'm going to kick it, it all sets... the way back to Gundam Wing to the custom. <laughs> ending sequence that they made for the tv run Mm -hmm. because it used a great bit of uh the score to Mm -hmm. i think mostly images from the first opening Mm. good stuff way better than the actual ending to gundam wing which is some kind of stupid thing with relina talking to animals i don't I don't, I don't like it i don't know it's she is good. i don't know she's such a pansy she is kind of a flower child <laughs> i'm all for pacifism but jesus <laughs> i'm trying to think of like tsunami custom intros there are definitely some really good dbz ones oh man yeah. there was a couple of really good yu yu haka show ones yeah um well outlaw star actually Outlaw Star, yes, Outlaw Star had a really good one. Uh, I'm just going to default to Outlaw Star on this one because of the simple fact that Outlaw Star is awesome. (laughs) Fair enough. I want to say one of the G Gundam custom openings was really cool. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes, it was. Yeah. Man, I haven't thought about openings in a while. Like, promos, it's easier for me to say which promos I like the best, but openings. Yeah. Exactly. Openings are a little tougher. I don't know. I guess I'm mostly punting on this because I might not uh, really understand uh, the question hmm. uh, as much as I, th- uh, uh, as much as it sounds like I might. You know. Alrighty. Well. So I'm I'm kind of punting on this one because I I'm not fully understanding the question. Anything else you want to add, Paul? No, that's it. Let's right. get on out of here. And uh, I think those are the only emails that I could find for the 200 episode. But the email box is kind of all kinds of messed up, so hmm, mm-hmm. have to work on that. But uh, well, it's more or less just stupid spam. But uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So let's get on out of here. Email us podcast at tsunamifaithful.com as usual. Talkbacks if you guys want to write write us along love letter or whatever you can uh remember it's got to be just about the podcast if it's something else it's contact us at tsunamifaithful.com so this is just podcast so please do send in more talkbacks we want to read them so please do that podcast at tsunamifaithful.com uh rate and review the podcast on itunes and stitcher and as usual you can listen to us on soundcloud it's soundcloud.com slash tsunamifaithful podcast 
on Stitcher and iTunes. Just search for Toonami Faithful Podcast and it should come up. Uh, please follow us on SoundCloud. Uh, we have over 400 followers, which is great. I'd like to get that higher if we can. Um, you can also download the episode there. You can comment while you're listening. Um, so, yeah, if you guys could do that. And you can also share it from there, too. So if you want to share it and put it in your feed and have other people listen to it, that that's always well appreciated, too. So please do do that. Again, it's soundcloud.com slash Podcast. Uh, you can like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Tsunami Podcast, and you can tumble with us on Tumblr. It's TsunamiFaithfulOfficial.tumblr.com. And for any old episodes of the podcast, you can listen to them on podcast.tsunamifaithful.com. Uh, as I've said in the past, some of the exclusives are there. Most of the rest of them are on tsunamifaithful.com. So go listen to those as well. And last but not least, we have what's called a Patreon. Uh, it's patreon.com slash tsunamifaithfulpodcast. Uh, we've had a couple more people that have contributed. I'm going to update the list actually probably in the next couple of days. If I have Wednesday off, I'm probably going to do it then. Um, if you guys can help us out at all, uh, donating will help us. Um, if, <laughs> it would have helped us this time if we had had a <laughs> more of a notice with Anime Expo, but um, – if I had a ridiculous line of credit and uh, yeah. wealth were no object, well, if money were no object, well, I probably would have gone, maybe. Right. So if you guys can help us out, like I, like we've said in the past, a dollar just helps. Anything that you can do will help us, and it will be appreciated. So We also uh, take one-time donations. If you yeah, don't want to commit to a monthly thing, we'll take one-time donations. Right. You can donate for one month and then just stop. There's... For example, if there's an advertisement, like if some of you are with a company that's, you know, makes sense to advertise on a podcast that talks about Toonami and anime, you know, you can always hit us up. There's a Patreon reward for that now. Um, please do. Um, but do realize that we do have the right to refuse any ads if it's not appropriate for a podcast. So um, you can and do not that. Appropriate, for period. Exactly. <laughs> so. Again, that's patreon.com slash Podcast. Check out our rewards, and I'm sure you guys will uh, get it. So, mm-hmm. And uh, let's get on out of here. So, Jim, where can they find you, sir? You can find me at 0alucard27 on Twitter and also on Xbox Live. You can find me at uh, Baystar underscore boy on, the, um, on um, PlayStation Network. And then you can also find me at RinOku95 on the Nintendo Network. Sketch, where can they find you, sir? You can find me on Twitter at Sketch1984, on Tumblr, Sketch1984.tumblr.com. You can ask me questions on ask.fm backslash Sketch1984. If you have any comments or suggestions for the podcast, you can direct those to either of the emails, Sketch at ToonamiFaithful.com or podcast at ToonamiFaithful.com. And Paul, where can they find you? Well, you can find me on Twitter at Paul Piscrillo. Uh You can uh, follow me on Instagram. It's Instagram.com slash And as always, you can um, ask me questions. I haven't gotten asked a lot of questions in a while, so please do ask me. It's S.FM slash Paul Piscrillo. And uh, one other thing I wanted to mention, too, I am on another podcast. It's called Two Strangers, One Podcast. So please uh, tune into that. It's uh, You could find it on iTunes and Stitcher. So 
uh, go take a listen. You may like what you hear. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's it for this week's podcast. Thank you guys for listening. And remember, if you can't donate, you can just share our podcast because that's going to be the best thing to do to help us get more followers, to get more, to get new fans, and to uh, you know get this podcast out there more because without you guys, we wouldn't do this. So. Mm-hmm. That's it for this week's Tsunami Faithful Podcast. Peace. Deuces.